this is my third time attempting to film and record this. My first time, I didn't really judge the camera angles that right and cut off my entire top half of my body. So, watching a dismembered corpse talk about important issues probably not that easy to focus on. The second time, I was excited to wear one of my new mini dresses and after doing the entire episode I realised that on more than one occasion I was accidentally flashing the camera. And hey, I'm in my own home. I'm not gonna wear pants if I don't underwear if I don't have to. But anyone that would be watching this video wasn't consenting to seeing <laughs> me flashing. And that's why we're going to talk about today. Consent. So, lightheartedness aside, we're delving into something really serious now. Over the last few days, it became quite apparent that, and public, that there was basically a Discord server, which is a US-based kind of messaging, chat-based um, service, website, application that's very popular kind of amongst the gaming communities and for Dungeons and Dragons groups, stuff like that. But again, the apparent that there were Discord servers dedicated to sharing non-consensually intimate images of Irish women and underage girls, minors. And this isn't new information, sadly. This isn't something that's just happened out of nowhere. Unfortunately, it's been a nefarious thing that's been happening for a while. It's only kind of entered the public sphere because of the incredible hard work of activists like Megan Sims from Limerick, who is an amazing young woman who's basically kind of been carrying the weight of this entire thing on her own shoulders for years now. And through the work of other women with the Victims Alliance Ireland, who effectively got word of this server. And they spent days verifying the images, which that alone, just that type of task, that just sounds harrowing, and it became public knowledge and public information. And the reason it needs to be discussed is because currently there is legislation that is trying to be pushed through, and Minister for Justice Helen McEntee has pledged to bring it through before the end of the year but it needs to have been in yesterday because of what's happened. But effectively, the legislation that it currently is, as it's currently worded, is not going to be helpful at all and also wouldn't have found anyone guilty of any crime based on what had just happened. The way the legislation is currently worded is that there must be intent to cause harm. That is just incredibly problematic. One, it's victim blaming in the sense that it's putting all burden and the onus of proof onto the victim. And it effectively comes down again to one of those the age-old cases of one person's word against another's. The person who caused the abuse and the assault through image-based sharing of non-consensual images could simply say, well, I 
didn't mean to cause any harm. And then there goes the law being ineffective. The law needs to be amended to 100% center around consent and the fact that there is none present when these images or videos are shared. And another reason why consent needs to be what this law revolves around is because it will also protect sex workers. Because a lot of the women that have been unfortunately victims to this abuse and assault are sex workers who use OnlyFans. And we already know that society doesn't care for sex workers, doesn't consider them to be part of society, just prefers to brush them under the carpet off to the side. And if the law is pushed through in its current format, there will be no recourse for sex workers. None at all. If it's about consent, they'll be protected. Now, I'm gonna put sex workers to the side for the moment, and I'm gonna talk about them separately. But first I wanna talk about the women and the minors, remember that, underage girls who have been caught up in this image-based sexual assault, and that's, an important term because that's what it is what's happening is image-based sexual assault abuse they can kind of be interchangeable but that's what it is it's more commonly referred to as revenge porn and I don't like that term because the revenge suggests that these women and minors did something to justify what's happened they did not, that is clear. And then porn suggests that it's been consensual, it's done for titillating purposes, because that's what porn is, it's out of pornographic material. So what is happening and what this phenomenon is, is image-based sexual abuse. Remember that. Now let us go back to the women and girls that have been affected. If you're the type of person who their first thought after hearing about what's happened is, well, why did they take the pictures? Why send the pictures on? What did they expect? It's the internet that is victim blaming, part of the rape and shame culture that is systemic in this country and unfortunately around the world, and it re-traumatizes the victims and survivors. If you're the type of person that your first step is to make that type of argument, then you are part of the problem and are complicit in the trauma. Because let us get one thing straight. When we're talking about the women who are over the age of 18 who have shared these images, they aren't sharing images with random people they don't know. They're sharing images with intimate partners with people they believe they can trust. And that's the thing. Men are like bloodthirsty dogs, piranhas. They are begging and begging and begging women to send naked images or videos as if there isn't enough porn on the internet. But no, they want to have naked images of the women that they are attempting to date. So what they do is they build up trust in these women 
they make these women feel that they're safe and can be trusted. So the woman, having been lied to and made feel safe, shares images and videos with someone that they thought they could trust. And then those men go and breach that trust and end up sharing images and videos with their friends in private group chats, on WhatsApp and other messaging services, or share them around wide and far on big massive messaging boards like Reddit or Discord. So if you are going to blame these women for sending pictures to someone who has falsely led them to believe they can be trusted, then you are causing harm. You are re-traumatizing these women. You are part of the problem. 100% part of the problem. And if you can't see that, then I don't think there's any hope. It's the same logic as someone who says that woman shouldn't have worn that short skirt. They shouldn't have worn that dress. Or why did they have that drink? You are blaming the victim for the abuse they have suffered. That is never acceptable. These women are not at fault for the abuse and assault that they have suffered and survived. And now let's move on to the next group, which I mentioned, which is minors, underage girls. It's one thing being the type of terrible person to blame a victim of abuse who's an adult. But if you're going to blame an underage girl for being the victim of abuse, then I'm sorry, you are a reprehensible human. You are a terrible person. There is no grey area. And there's two outcomes when it comes to the minors. The first outcome, which is still problematic, but is essentially what's happening with women over the age of 18, is that there are boys the same ages as the girls, convincing them that they can be trusted, making them feel safe. And then when the girl feels safe, feels that they can trust this person, and shares an intimate image in confidence, that boy then does what grown men are doing and breaches the trust and redistributes those image non images non-consensually. That's a terrible situation on its own. That's the first possibility. The second possibility is that these young women, or these young girls, minors, are being groomed by men over the age of 18, grown men, who are, are convincing these young girls that it is perfectly normal and acceptable to share images with a legal adult. What's happening with any of those minors is that this is child sexual abuse. A child, a minor, cannot consent to any form of sexual activity with an adult. Simple as. It literally cannot happen. It is 100% illegal. So, these women and girls are not at fault for the vile, abusive behaviour of men. 
now we move on to sex workers, who are an intricate part of what's happened here. A lot of sex workers are using the platform OnlyFans, which is a bit like Patreon, it's a subscription-based service. So effectively, fans, subscribers, pay a fee to access content that they want to, that these women are going to share with them. And more often than not, as these women are sex workers, the content that is being shared would be of an intimate and sometimes explicit nature. And they are 100% entitled to do with their own bodies what they wish, because sex work is a valid form of work, sex workers are human, are women, are people, and also have rights for all of those reasons. If you're the type of person who will say, oh, what's happened with these women and girls of having their private images leaked and shared around, that's completely wrong. That's, I agree that that's wrong. But oh, those sex workers, well, sure, what did they expect? They shared those images anyway. If you're the type of person that's going to make that argument, you are the exact, in the exact same circle as victim blamers. You don't get out of it because you're problematic. Because it comes down to consent. Sex workers and women that are using OnlyFans, they are consenting to sharing images or videos with their specific paid subscribers. What they are not consenting to is for those images and videos to then be shared with non-paying subscribers. And I personally feel that this is a massive problem and a, a part of that fault lies with OnlyFans because they as a platform should not allow any of their content that's shared on that platform to be screenshotted or downloaded. It should not be possible. And they are a massive company and definitely have the financial and technological ability to make something like that happen. But they don't want to. So it comes down to consent. These women and girls and sex workers have all consented to share images with the specific people that they have shared them with. What they have not consented to is for those images or videos to then be redistributed elsewhere. And if you do not agree with me, or with any of the women who are making the exact same arguments all across social media, then you're part of the problem. <laughs> so we need this law to be amended and be brought in and focus on consent. That's needed. But bringing that law in is only going to be one part of the solution. What's needed is for societal attitudes to shift and to change. Because the reason that this has happened is due to systemic issues that are deep-rooted within Irish society. And my personal opinion, my personal belief, is that there is this deep-rooted misogyny and shaming culture in our country because of the unfortunate long-lasting effects and damage of the Catholic Church. And 
genuine you think is going to take a good few generations for those effects to we be 100% removed from our society. Just look at the fact that the last Magdalene Laundry was only closed in 1996. The Catholic Church has been complicit in the violence and abuse and assault towards the women of this country for centuries. And the Irish government has allowed it to happen. And if this law is not brought in and focused on consent, then it's the government once again confirming that they don't value the women of this country. I want to talk about one of the systemic issues, and that is the shaming culture that exists in our communities. And it. is something that is so deep rooted. And it's very much linked to victim blaming and those aspects of rape culture. But it's worse. So I would, for example, I mentioned Megan's sins earlier, and you should listen to her tell her own story. I'm not going to attempt to do that. And the best way place to listen to her tell her story is on the Pack Women's Podcast, which is hosted by Linda Hayden. And there is a special episode which was in conjunction with the Glow West podcast. And I'm going to share a link to that episode in my show notes. Listen to it. It goes into great detail and painful depth of this situation and what's happened. But effectively, Megan describes her own story. But her story is something that's not unique to her in the sense that so many women have suffered the same situation in the sense that they have shared images with people that they believe they can trust those people have then breached that trust and leaked and shared those images non-consensually so those images are sent far and wide And then, um, with a double-edged sword, society is blaming these women for what's happened to them. But then it's also shaming them by calling them whores, sluts, saying they deserved it. Attacking them be purely because of the fact that they were openly sexual. And that's a problem. Ireland has a terrible relationship with sex and sexuality. Sex is just simply something that isn't discussed, it isn't talked about, ever. It's supposed to be, oh, hush hush, only for behind the bedroom door. Which is incredibly problematic. And because of that shame, half the guilt relationship with sex that this country has, it means that we don't have a comprehensive sexual education system in our schools. When I was in secondary school, our sex education was abstinence, don't have sex, because it was taught by the organization Accord, which, yep, you guessed it, religious organization. Why? Anyone thought it was okay for a religious organization to be involved with any form of sexual education is beyond me. But hey, Ireland has loves its religious organizations and protecting them and allowing them to have influence over the youth. So my sex education was non-existent. It was don't have sex. I didn't learn how to put on a condom. any type of sex that we did get 
taught was purely sex is for biological procreation. We weren't taught about any form of pleasure. We weren't taught about self-pleasure. Because apparently that's something that you're not allowed to do and you're supposed to feel terrible for doing. And there definitely was no education on LGBTQ sex. And to make all of that, <laughs> the cherry on top is that there was no discussion at all on consent and relationships. So, is it any wonder that so many men in this country have such terrible attitudes towards women when no one's taught anything? We as a country, as a society, need to have a wake-up call and a change in our attitudes towards sex. There is nothing wrong with sex, it is a beautiful thing. But also, it should 100% be talked about to encourage safe sex and how to make sure that it's pleasurable for everyone involved. Because, hey, when there's more than one person involved, it's two people that should be having a good time. So we need to bring in comprehensive sex education from primary school upwards. Now obviously make it age appropriate depending on the age you're bringing it in, but it needs to be talked about properly, proper education. And if you're a parent who doesn't want to acknowledge or think that your child is or should be taught proper information and education on sex and sexuality, then you're also part of the problem. And on the, as an aside, just on the issue of consent, we have to look at the way society conditions us and especially our media, like our movies and our TV shows. So much of our conditioning is that if a woman says no, she's just playing hard to get. That true romance is not accepting that no. It's constantly fighting for a yes. It's constantly pressurizing, breaking down the woman's spirit until you get that yes. We see so many romantic movies and TV shows where that's the plot line is at the start of the film. The woman doesn't see the man, doesn't says no, and then but through the man's pure utter persistence ends up convincing her to give that yes. That is so fucking messed up. So problematic. But that's what we're teaching young men from a young age. That to be persistent, not to give up, not to accept a no, to fight for that yes, be persistent. Let this be clear, if there is no enthusiastic consent, if there is no enthusiastic yes, then consent has not been given. If a woman has been badgered and pressured into a yes, that's not a yes. men need to be aware of that. We need to be teaching young boys and men that the second you hear no, you accept that. 
needed and be what's happening with all these image sharing and leaking of intimate images and videos is proof that that's lacking there just isn't knowledge of what consent is Just returning to the idea of shame. I can't even begin to imagine the pain that these women would suffer by being shamed for being the victim or survivor of abuse and assault. How can a person who has seen that this person is a victim of abuse, of assault, shame them for that? What type of utterly lacking in morals, lacking in a heart type of person can you shame someone who's in the victim of abuse or assault? I just don't understand it. But it's something that's deep-rooted in this country. It's happening. So much. This breaking story about the Discord servers and the leaking and sharing of images and videos that's just the tip of the iceberg. This thing is systemic and goes deep. So how do we go about changing these attitudes? Well, the main driving force of change is gonna have to come from men because women and girls don't have access to men only spaces so men need to call out problematic behaviour at every instance. So if you're in one of these private WhatsApp chats or in a dis one of these servers and one of your friends shares a link to a server or shares an image or video, you have to call that out. If you don't, you're complicit in that trauma. It's as simple as that. If you're in the locker room and one of the people on your team makes a joke and slut shames a girl or a woman, makes a comment about some woman being easy or just because they're openly sexual, call that out. Women have been bearing the weight of this burden for centuries and they have been fighting and fuck do they fight hard but men have to do the bare fucking minimum and help and the bar is low and men need to lift it up we're not going to see any proper systemic societal change if men are not calling out problematic behaviour wherever it is. Women don't have access to these spaces. And it's a good thing that we have separate spaces where we can feel safe. Men only spaces are a good thing once they're completely removed from toxic masculinity 
and the men in those spaces can share and feel their emotions. Same as women-only spaces are a great thing. Black-only spaces, queer-only spaces. It is a good thing to have spaces that are purely just for you and your demographic. Because it's important to know that you have a space where you feel safe. But these men-only spaces, they need to be turned into positive spaces by the men. So they need to be calling out problematic behaviour. If you're not, for the sake of, oh, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be that guy that no one wants to invite to the party. Well, is that really a party that you want to go to? This is an important thing for to bear, to you know to bear in mind and to remember. We should not be keeping our mouths shut and not calling out problematic behaviour for the sake of maintaining friendships with toxic people. If you are uncomfortable with comments that other men are making or you're uncomfortable by the sharing of these images call it out because if you do not call it out you are complicit in the trauma and harm that these women are suffering it's that simple feminism and feminists are fighting for men. And they need the help of well-intentioned men who also want to bring about a better, more equal, fair society. But the incredibly frustrating and sad thing is, is that toxic masculinity is forcing men to turn against the women who are fighting for them. It's forcing men to shoot themselves in the foot in order to prop up the structures of patriarchy. Women and men need to help each other out to crush patriarchal structures. That needs to happen. And I want to make another important point. When you go to a woman, or even a queer person, who has been the victim of abuse and assault at the hands of men. When they make, or we make, a comment such as men are trash, fuck men, why are men like this? Whenever those type of comments are made, it should not have to be ex you know, stated parentheses in bracket, not all men, because it is incredibly clear in that statement. Of course, it does not refer to every single individual man. It refers to the systems and structures in place that allowed that abuse and assault to happen, which was orchestrated by men, and those systems and structures in place protect men. 
most men understand that those comments do not refer to them. It doesn't take that much of a logical reduction to know that. So if you're the type of man that when you hear these type of comments being made, your first reaction is to foam at the mouth and proclaim angrily, not all men, then you are ignoring the argument that is being made about the problems of the systems in place. You'd rather focus on that little point of semantics than focus on how to come up with a solution to a systemic problem then you're simply not helping if you're focused on semantics. Speaking about semantics and the way we say things, another important point that needs to be made is that so many times when something like this happens, when there's a story about abuse or assault, it takes a woman making the statement or even more often than not, it's usually a man that's well-intentioned, but it takes the statement, what if that was your mother, sister, daughter? Put yourself in that situation. What if it was that? How would you feel? And how much of a slap in the face is that Firstly, to the women who are the survivors and victims of abuse and assault, but just to women in general. That's simply saying that, as a man, I don't see a woman having any value unless it's in relation to a man. Women have value in and of themselves because they are people, they are humans, they are part of society. They have value in and of themselves, not because of any relation to a man. And I fear for the women in the lives of men who can't see that. If you're a man and the only way you'll actually acknowledge that a woman has value is if you have to make that logical leap of picturing her as a relation, then you just simply don't value women. And that's the thing about these leaks the sharing, the non-consensual sharing of images and videos. These men don't care. They don't see women as having value. And the thing is, the unfortunate reality is, is that they're already aware that these women are someone's sister, someone's mother, someone's daughter. And they simply don't fucking care because these men hate women. They don't see women as having any value other than to spit out babies. And at the end of the day, I'd say these same men would not want 
a woman being pregnant. And that's the really important point to remember here, is that these men clearly don't see value in women. And it's not simply about the images and videos for them. It is about wielding power. Because that's what an abuser enjoys. If they enjoy being in a position of power and using that power to abuse women. That's why these men are so eager to share the images of sex workers without paying because they get a kick out of knowing that they have not paid for the content that they have shared it without paying that gives them joy because they don't value women and then they value sex workers even less It's, it always, it's, you know, it's never missed on me, lost on me, that men demand the services of sex workers, either in-person full-service sex workers, or virtually through cam rooms, or OnlyFans, adult actresses, porn, men demand the services of sex workers, but then at the same time will attack and shame those women for being involved in sex work. Because they simply do not value women, they don't care. And I honestly don't think that there's any hope of getting through to those men. The hope is with younger generations, which is why we need to bring in comprehensive sex education that revolves around consent relationships, safe sex, all forms of sexual activity, both straight and queer, from as early as possible, with the main focus being on consent. Because I genuinely don't think there's really any hope for most grown men who have so much conditioning. I just don't see it. I wish I could be more optimistic and view some form of change being possible, but they are so wrapped up in their anger at the world and at women that I just don't see any way out of it. So it starts with the younger generations and having that comprehensive change. So there's just some things that I need you to take away from this. Firstly, these women and girls are not at fault in any way or form for taking these images or videos. And the sex workers are not at fault for selling images and videos to paid subscribers. There is nothing wrong with either of those happening. No woman is at fault. And also, just as an aside, there is nothing wrong with taking images or videos of our naked bodies. We're human. We have bodies. We're embodied creatures. Naked bodies are beautiful of all shapes and sizes and should be celebrated. We shouldn't be shamed for being proud in our bodies. So these women and girls, because remember there were minors, in this Discord server there was a literal folder titled 16 year olds with images of girls as young as 14. 14. There is no 
absolutely no justification for the compiling and storage of images of minors. The compiling and storage of women you don't know in general. Unless it's adult content that you have paid for. So there's no, these women are not at fault for taking the images and videos. All fault lies at the hands of the abusers and assaulters. They have all blame. Men need to call out problematic behaviour everywhere they see it. Men need to help women bring about the change that women have been fighting for for years. Believe me, I know that women and the theys, like myself, wish the change could just happen from the hard work of women alone. But unfortunately, that ain't possible. The assistance of men is required. But that change won't happen if men aren't doing the bare fucking minimum and calling out problematic behaviour. So they're the main things I want you to take away from this. The women are not at fault. The abusers and assaulters are the ones wholly and solely at fault. And men need to call out problematic behaviour from other men. Otherwise we won't have change. Anyway, thank you for watching and listening. If there's any questions or comments that you have, please leave them below the video or even my messages are open on my Instagram, which is fishnets underscore and underscore philosophy. So please message me with any questions or queries that you have. In my show notes, I am going to leave a link to the podcast episode that I mentioned where you can listen to Megan Sims tell her story. I really urge you to listen. And my next episode I am aiming to do on the idea of the relationship escalator. But anyway, thank you for watching and listening. This has been Tig and this is Fishnets and Philosophy. Have a great week.